Welcome to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. I'm your host, Tim Reed. And as always, I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast. Now, guys, season three is winding down, and I, I can't believe it. I mean, I was, I was so excited over the summer to be putting together the episodes of the sales process, and it, it just blows my mind that we are coming up on the end of it. We just passed Thanksgiving, and Christmas is right around the corner. So, With that said, we've got two more episodes this season, and the last episode, as always, is going to be a Q&A episode. Now, people have been writing me for the last three to four months, and I've tried to respond to some of those emails, but some of them I've been waiting for this episode, so don't worry. We're going to get to your questions, and I'm, I'm really excited to answer all of them. So if you want to get one of your questions in, you can send me an email, and my address is tim at itsfiretime.com. That's Tim at itsfiretime.com. Now, these episodes, in my opinion, are some of the best ones that we do because they're so contextual to your specific business. So maybe there was something in one of the steps of the sales process from earlier in the season. Maybe you had a question about social media from that episode with Grant Falco. Whatever it is, this is the time to get your questions out so that we can get an answer that's dialed in specifically for you. So I always have a ton of fun with these episodes and they're always some of the highest rated ones that we have. And I think it's just because the information is so practical. So keep sending your questions in to tim at itsfiretime.com and we'll answer them in a couple weeks. Now, I haven't decided yet. We might actually do this episode over Instagram Live when it happens. I'm still putting the pieces together on that, but stay tuned. It can be really fun. Okay, so today's episode is all about winning the trade show. Now, this is going to be specific to the HPB Expo that goes on every single year, but for the people in our audience that aren't in the hearth industry, I hope that this gives you some insight on how to attack a trade show in general to get the most out of it, because it's really, really important. But for the folks in the hearth industry, this is a big deal, because most companies in our industry don't attack the trade show with intentionality. A lot of the mentality is, well, it's what we've always done, right? We go to the trade show every year. We do the same booth every year. And frankly, there's just not a lot of thought that's put into it. So in today's conversation, I'm going to give you an outline of the HPB Expo in 2020 and how you can attack it head on to make the most of the opportunities that you're going to have in New Orleans that'll carry through to the rest of the year in your business. And I'm really excited for this. But before we jump into this conversation, the first thing that I want to talk about is you got to decide who goes to the trade show, right? Now, Obviously, the owner or the manager in the company needs to go, but who else, right? I mean, in our company, we have a sales contest every year where the highest volume salesperson from Oregon and from Washington gets to go, and that's really fun for us. We also tend to take some of the people in our installation team because there's a lot of different aspects to this trade show, but whatever it is, I would come up with an intentional system of who's going to be at this trade show, and I would plan ahead for that. I mean, it can be a huge incentive for people to work hard hard all year and win the opportunity to get to go to this, whether it's in sales or installation or whatever it is. So that's the first thing is you got to plan who's going to go. Now, number two is this is plan your meetings. As we jump into this conversation here, you're going to hear that I've got like a tight agenda that I'm recommending you have with this trade show. And the only way to make that happen is going to be if you use intentionality to plan your meetings out. So honestly, like 
three to four weeks before the trade show, you got to start sending emails to your sales reps and to your distributors and your manufacturers to get meeting times in place. And you're going to have limited windows based on the agenda that I'm giving you. But it's really important that you do this. You don't want to go into the trade show without a lot of meetings planned, just kind of haphazardly be walking from booth to booth to booth. You really want to do this intentionally if you're going to win. So with all that said, I can't wait to jump into this conversation. We'll circle back at the end and I'll just give you some basic parting thoughts thoughts. But in the meantime, here is the Firetime Podcast recommendation of how to win the HPB Expo in 2020. All right, so here we go. The guide to Expo 2020, how to win the trade show. Now, (laughs) the truth is there's no real way to win a trade show, but I think there is a way to lose it. And frankly, a lot of companies go at the trade show without a lot of intention. You know, they go year after year after year because that's what you do in the hearth industry, but they don't put a lot of thought and effort into it. A lot of the time, it's just that they go to get away, they go to get a break, they walk around, look at some new stuff, they drink some beers at night, and then they fly home. And that's not the way to attack a trade show because the truth is this is a huge investment for your company whether you're the business owner or not and if you're going to go to an event like this you want to make the most of it so with all that said I can't wait to dive in and give you my agenda to win the 2020 trade show now first things first you got to come in on Tuesday night and a lot of people come in on Wednesday so they can get to the show on Thursday but I'm telling you you got to get in Tuesday night for the education sessions that happen on Wednesday now I'm going to lay my cards on the table and tell you that I think this is the most valuable part of the trade show no comparison the education sessions here are so tangible and as you see as we walk through this guide you're going to see there are about all kinds of topics to grow your business and these are things that you can put into play immediately and see a difference. Now, I'm not saying that I'm against walking around the trade show or talking to vendors. That's totally fine and I'm all for it. But honestly, if you're not carving out a day to go to the education sessions on Wednesday, you're not going to win the trade show, period. So it starts by getting in on Tuesday night. So when you wake up on Wednesday morning, we're going to run through rapid fire the sessions that you need to take. Okay, so the first one here starts at 9.45 a.m., and it's called Consumer Buying in the Digital Age. Now, this is being taught by Renee Schmitz from the Outdoor Great Room Company. I've not met Renee, but I've read over this course description, and it looks incredible. This is all about how the digital experience of your company affects customers and what you can do to move them from online browsers into physically coming into your showroom. Amazing, amazing course. So after that is going to be at 11 a.m., and this is a class taught by my friend Grant Falco, and it's called Delivering the Perfect Installation. Now, I'm biased, but guys, I mean, listen to this description. This is something that you have to take advantage of, and I know that everyone's looking for answers on this. Companies in our industry are losing money every day because of second trips and callbacks on installations. You know it shouldn't be this hard, but it seems to happen over and over again. If this sounds like your world, then this course could change everything. In this course, learn to set up the processes that your business needs to eliminate wasted return trips on installs. Understand how to grow a culture of accountability with your team that is bigger than any one person. Discover how creating a public scoreboard can galvanize your team and improve quality simultaneously. And learn how to structure regular meetings so no job falls through the cracks. 
Stop bleeding money with return trip after return trip. Rather, take control of your team. Raise the quality of your work, blow your customers' expectations out of the water, and make a ton of money along the way. Dang. I mean, I feel like who doesn't want to be in that class? And, and I know I'm biased, but seriously, this is a course that everybody needs. You know, Grant is so good to speak on this personally because he knows what it's like to create a system that's bigger than any one person so that if someone goes down, he can hire someone and bring them right into the fold so they can continue where the last person left off without the customers experiencing, you know, those terrible speed bumps along the way. So you need to go to that class delivering the perfect installation. So after this is going to be lunch and, you know, you can take an hour and do this, but I, I would highly recommend take your lunch hour and debrief. So you just sat through a class on digital marketing combined with the retail customer experience. And you also sat through a class that's all about fine tuning your installation processes. There should be a lot to talk about over lunch. So after lunch, you've got some tough choices to make, and I can't tell you which one's right, but I can tell you that whichever one you make, you're going to get an awesome course. So starting at 1245, there are three classes all in a row that I think are going to be absolutely terrific. The first one is called Showroom Design, and that's by Deb Hannig of Hannig Marketing. Now, Deb was on this podcast earlier this season to talk about step two in our sales process, which is understand the customer's problem. She's got an amazing course that's all about how to design a showroom in a way that makes sense to customers and grows your sales. Now, at the same time as that, Jerry Eisenhower, who was on this podcast last season, has a course that's called Successful In-House Training. And for those of you that have not been in a Jerry Eisenhower course, man, his stuff is amazing. And I was blown away last year when I sat in one of his presentations that was about this same topic about how do you talk to customers, how do you sell to customers when you're in their house, a lot of companies don't train on this. They just send a tech out there and think that they'll be good enough because they understand how a fireplace and how the venting system works. There's a whole aspect to in-house training that has to take place, and Jerry's a master at it. Okay, so those are two out of the three. The last course that's happening at that same time is taught by me, and it's called Win More with a Marketing Strategy. And really what this is about is how to take control of your marketing dollars. Most companies in our industry are wasting tons of money in marketing, and there's a lot of reasons why, but a big part of it comes down to the fact that they don't have a strategy. They just spend, and it's what they've always done. Maybe they get co-op dollars, and they think it's not that big of a deal. But the truth is your marketing should be working for you, and you should be able to measure it. So we're going to dive into how to build a strategy around your marketing that you can measure to to find out if you're winning or losing and just general best practices for making marketing work. I'm really excited to be teaching this course and I'll be sharing what I do at Fireside Home Solutions and also the marketing strategy that I've used to market this podcast. And I think it's going to be a really, really fun and practical course. Now, after this, you have another set of tough choices because starting at 2.15, there's three more amazing classes that are happening at the same time. So here's the first one, starting at 2.15. It's called Finish the Race, Follow Up to Close More Sales and Win. Now, this is taught by Carter Harkins and Taylor Hill of Spark Marketer. And guys, they've been on the podcast twice before in season one and in season two, and I feel like no one understands follow-up better than these guys, and I know that that course is going to be incredible for helping transform your sales team. Now, another course that's taught at the same time is by Jerry Eisenhower again, and this one's called Successfully Selling Barbecue Grills. 
So if you're in a seasonal business and you're trying to mess around with grills like a lot of companies do, there's ways to do it that work and there's ways that don't. Jerry's course is going to give you tangible things you can do to sell barbecues successfully so that they can add to the bottom line and draw people to your business rather than just be something you mess around with and it doesn't really work out that well. Now, I'm laughing because every single class so far is taught by someone who's been a guest on this podcast, and I think that you're seeing my bias showing that these people really have amazing content. Now, the next class that happens in that same time block is another one that I'm teaching. Now, this is called Sales Leadership. Learn to build a sales process that motivates your team and wins more business. Guys, I cannot wait for this course because... The truth is most companies have no process when it comes to sales. Now, this comes to the way that individual team members do their sales process with customers. This comes down to the way that customers are followed up with and taken care of as they're nurtured along the process. And this also has to do with the way that sales leadership runs their teams. A lot of sales leaders don't have process in place when it comes to how they lead their teams. I mean, this comes down to things like setting sales goals on a yearly and monthly basis for their team members, tracking their progress towards it, measuring how effective their close rate and their follow-up is, and lastly, providing scoreboards that the team can figure out if they're winning or if they're losing. This is a really big deal, and I can't wait to share a basic leadership structure that'll create a process that I know can move the needle with your sales team. Now, I don't want to tell you which one of these courses to take. (laughs) They're all really, really good, but you can go see Carter and Taylor, you can go see Jerry, or you can go see me at that 215 to 315 marker, and your company's going to be well served for it. Okay, so after this, the last class of the day is going to be Social Media 2.0. This is at 3.30 p.m., and this is taught, again, by Grant Falco. So Grant's been teaching on social media for a while now, and he's got just an amazing story of how he's used it to grow his company and then build their barbecue business in particular. So this is going to be a little bit of a deeper dive. Last year, he taught kind of a social media 101, and this is going to get more specific in the things that you need to do if you want to grow your brand on social media. So guys, this is Wednesday. This is before the trade show started, and this is a packed day, right? I mean, those are four heavy hitting courses that you're going to take and there's going to be a lot to think about. So as you get ready to head into the night, on Wednesday night, there's always these industry parties and they're really, really fun. But before that, at 5 p.m., there is going to be a Firetime podcast meetup. And I'm so stoked for this. So we are going to do this at 5 p.m. on Wednesday night. And it's going to be at Public Belt, which is a bar, on the second floor at the Hilton Riverside. And I did some Googling around New Orleans. I don't know the area that well. But this place looked real cool. It's got some live music. And it looks like it's a really nice space to entertain a group of people. So if you want to meet up with me, with Grant Falco, with other people that have been influenced and a part of this podcast, you need to go to this meetup. Now, it's only going to be an hour because I know that there's a bunch of industry parties later on in the night. But if you want to meet up for an hour, we can grab a drink, we can talk about business, we can talk about this podcast. And I think this is going to be a really fun time to start getting the podcast family together in one spot. So 5 p.m., public belt, at the Hilton Riverside. It's on the second floor. And if you're going to go, why don't you send an email to tim at itsfiretime.com and that way I can keep you on the list for just more information as that meetup gets closer. Okay, so after the podcast meetup is going to be a number of affiliate parties that are going on throughout the night. Now, 
these are really fun and I want you to go have a good time. But if you think about this, you just went through an onslaught of courses for the day. So what I would recommend doing is I would take the first 30 minutes that you're at this industry party and I would debrief with the people in your company who went to these education classes and talk about what you learned, what you liked, what you didn't like, and maybe some ideas on what your business could take forward to grow. If you can dedicate 30 minutes to that, man, go have fun the rest of the night at the party. But I think this is a really good time to be shoulder to shoulder with people who are in the trenches, just like you who understand what it's like. I mean, I'm telling you the relationships that are formed at these parties are amazing and they're something that can carry forward for a long time. I know for me personally, it's like a family reunion every time I'm showing up here, seeing people that I don't get to work with as much. Maybe I worked with them in the past. Maybe I've talked to them on the phone, but we've never met face to face. It's just, it's an amazing thing. So make sure to go to the industry party and have a good time. So that's Wednesday, and this is going to take us to Thursday now. So you don't want to stay out too late. Got to make sure that you get up decently early in the morning because Thursday starts at 8.30 a.m. with the keynote address. Now, this keynote is going to be terrific, and it's by Wayne Visbean, who's a renowned architect, and this topic is called Hot Profit optimizing retail space to spark growth in your sales. So for those of you that don't know Wayne Visbean, he's the architect behind Napoleon's hotspot study. And I'm telling you, his stuff is incredible. He's got four basic styles of design that can make anybody uh, somewhat expert in design in about 30 minutes. And what I love about Wayne is that he's got incredible clarity when he speaks. And and this is something that our industry really needs. I mean, a lot of businesses are not intentional with their showroom. Maybe they cram too many fireplaces in one spot. Maybe they've got dust and debris and fireplace accessories everywhere. Being intentional and organized with your retail space can spark tremendous growth. And I think that Wayne is really going to push into that. So after that, the show's going to open. And my recommendation is that you hit the ground running with an hour-long meeting with a supplier. So actually, the first three hours that the show's open, I would have three separate meetings with suppliers. Now, this means that you're going to need to schedule them ahead of time. But be intentional with this. Don't just wander the show haphazardly. Find three vendors that you absolutely want to talk to, you want to see their products, and book an hour with them. Maybe 50 minutes, so that way you can walk to the next appointment. But I would be intentional with that. If you can meet from 10 to 11 with one vendor, from 11 to 12 with another, and from 12 to 1, that's going to be so much better than just haphazardly walking the show and just kind of looking for the latest, greatest thing. Meet with the people that move the needle for your company, see what's new, and be thinking about how you can implement their new products in your sales system. So after that, it's one o'clock, right? It's time for lunch. And if you think about it, that's a pretty loaded day. So you got this keynote at the beginning of the day about growing your sales through your retail space. You've just had three meetings that are an hour long with suppliers. You know, just take lunch and take 30 minutes. Don't worry about debriefing or anything like that. You'll have more time later on, but recharge your batteries. So that's going to take you through 1.30 p.m. And after this, walk around the show. Spend the majority of the afternoon just going around and browsing, right? You've knocked out your three big intentional meetings and now it's time to just browse. See what's there. You've already met with your key suppliers and now you can see if there's a new product, if there's anything that catches your eye or if there's anything you want to make a note on to schedule a possible meeting for tomorrow. So what I would do is I'd walk the show until about 3.15. So that's going to give you you know, just under two hours to walk the show. That may not seem like a lot of time, but honestly, if you've already met with three of your major suppliers, 
there's probably not a ton left and it doesn't take that long to walk around and keep your eyes open. Okay, so after you spend some time walking around, there is one more class that you need to get in before the end of the day. It's called Increasing Builder Sales by Sean from Hearthside Fireplace and Patio. Now, I've not seen this course in person, but I'm telling you, everybody out there needs to work on increasing builder sales. And frankly, there's not a lot of training that's specific to this area of the industry. You know, builder sales for the companies that have figured it out is extremely valuable. And I've heard people say, well, you can't make any money in builder sales. They just want cheap garbage and they want to just keep lowballing you. You know, that's true for any type of business. There's going to be people like that. But man, if you can invest in creating a builder sales system, it can be a huge profit generator for your company. And I would highly, highly advise taking this class, increasing builder sales. So it looks like this is going to take you to just about 4.30 p.m. So I would spend the last 30 minutes of the day debriefing. Now, what's cool about this is that maybe you can go to one of the booths that's serving beer or one of the booths that's serving food or hors d'oeuvres, and you can do it there. It doesn't have to be stale. Have fun with it. But I'd take 30 minutes and just talk about everything that you've done for the day. So if you rewind back to this, right, you've got your expo keynote from the beginning of the day about your retail space. You've had three intentional meetings with suppliers that are showing you new products. They're talking about potential sales strategies for you. You've walked around the show for the better part of two hours, just checking Checking out what else is new, and you just got done taking a course on increasing builder sales. There's going to be a lot to talk about. So take 30 minutes and do that, and then the show's going to close at five. So now you've got an hour to get ready for dinner, and this is one of those things where a lot of people just go out and party at night. You know, I'm not saying don't have fun, but I am saying like be intentional. So take an hour, get freshened up, but Go to dinner with one of your top suppliers and and do it with one objective in mind. And this does mean that you're going to need to plan these dinners in advance. I mean, honestly, probably three to four weeks before the trade show, you're going to have to plan out these dinners. But go to dinner with a rep or with a top supplier of yours and talk some objective. So maybe you learned something in the booth that day that you think can help you. But for you as a retailer, maybe you need to get a special net pricing on one of your high volume units. Maybe there needs to be some help with marketing that this manufacturer or supplier is going to give you in order to succeed. You know, go to dinner with an objective in mind. After that, have fun. I mean, New Orleans is awesome. And I know that for me, I'm bringing my wife. We're going to be having a good time, but we're honestly going to use these dinners as an intentional time to really talk business. And then we'll go out and have fun after that. So the big thing with this is, so far, I mean, it might feel like I'm being a Nazi, but if you're going across the country to a trade show, you got to be systematic with the way that you approach this because you don't get that time back. And if you're going to make that investment, it's worth doing this right. So go have dinner, have fun after that. Don't get too crazy because you're going to have to be up early again the next day. And now that is going to take us to Friday. So... Friday starts out pretty loaded. And this is where if you've got a couple people in your company, it's going to be good to split them up. But Friday morning, starting at 8.30, there's going to be a course by Suzanne Turner that's called Professional Service and Installation. Now, this is going to be all about how to turn service and installation into a profit center. And for years and years, I was told you can't do it. I worked for a company previously that said, you know, service is just a necessary evil. You grate your teeth, you get through it, you never make money at it, you do your best to break even. I worked for another company that one person talked about the fact that you don't make money on installation labor. You just pass it on at cost and 
that's that. You just try to make money on your products. Guys, neither of those are true. You can make huge amounts of money with your service and with your installation. And I would actually argue that turning those into profit centers helps you hire better people and pay them more so you have happier customers. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy when you don't charge enough for service, when you view it as a necessary evil. What kind of people do you think work for you? Versus when you make a good profit, you've got amazing customer and team member support. How do you think it's going to work for the people that are doing that work? I mean, one fuels the other. So that's going to be a great course starting at 8.30. Now, by the time that this course is over, the show is going to be opened up, and I would schedule another one-hour meeting with a supplier. So maybe you schedule this meeting at 10, so that way you've got 30 minutes just to kind of walk around. But schedule another intentional meeting with one of your suppliers. So by this point, this is your fourth meeting where you're really diving into what do they have that's new and how can that work for your company. So if you go from 10 to 11 with one of these meetings, now it's time to jump back into another course. Starting at 11 a.m., there's a class by Doug Brown that's called, hey, can't you see I'm trying to run a business here? And I looked this over, and this, this course looks awesome. This is just kind of a 101 on productivity and basic management skills. Now, this is not just going to be for managers. If you've got salespeople or even installers in this course, you want them here because looking at the description, this is all about how to prioritize what's important particularly your time, right? How often is it that you're trying to run your business, but you keep getting interrupted and you're never able to do the important things that you know are necessary? This course is going to help you with that. And I think it's going to be really, really valuable. So after that is lunch, right? It's noon. At this point, you've gone through the professional service and installation course. You met with a supplier for an hour, and then you just took a course on basic time management and productivity. Now it's time to get something to eat. So take 30 minutes and go grab lunch and don't even worry about debriefing or anything like that. There's going to be time later in the day. So after lunch here, this is going to be a choice of what you want to do. Now, you can walk around the showroom until 2 o'clock if you feel like you haven't gotten enough yet. You know, for me personally, at this point, if you think about it, you've met with four different suppliers for an hour each, and you've spent the better part of two hours just walking around. That's a lot of the trade show. And the reason I say that is that there's an amazing course that's offered around 1 p.m., but I, I won't make you do it if you feel like you really do want to go back and see more of the trade show. But that course is called Preparing Your Family's Firm Next Generation of Leaders. And I want to just read you the description because seriously, there's businesses all over the country that are dealing with this. Here it is. One thing that family business has in common with other organizations is that you will eventually leave the business in one of three ways. Retire, quit, or pass away. This session addresses the non-financial areas that are often overlooked when transitioning the business to others who are already working there. It only makes sense that the people you are entrusting the business to are fully prepared to continue your legacy. Now, I don't think that we talk enough about succession planning, and we're actually going to be diving into this in season four with a friend of mine who went through this very successfully. But guys... If you're someone in our industry who's north of 50, you have to be thinking about this because it's something that's not being talked about, but a lot of companies are not planning for succession, so they're not organizing their books, their business, they're not putting in systems and processes that can live on without them, and even more than that, they're not talking to the younger people in the business about potentially buying in, and what happens is a lot of businesses just shut their doors. You know, we've had major competitors of ours in the Portland metro area 
just shut their doors rather than sell their business or they sell their business for pennies on the dollar because it's a disaster. There's very little to buy because it's so disorganized. You know, if you can make the investment now to get started preparing that next generation of leaders to become business owners, you're going to be so much better for it. So I really hope that you take that course. Now, after this, it's going to take you to just about two o'clock. And, and now is when I would go and check out the outdoor burn area. And I would try to spend, you know, an hour and a half out there if you can. So go hit the outdoor area, see the barbecue stuff. There's going to be some people that are burning wood stoves and other products out there. But in particular, Louisiana Grill is going to be doing training on how to conduct grill demos. So I would highly advise that, you know, if you do any kind of grilling, spend that time out there. This is going to be from roughly two till about three thirty in the outdoor burn area and after that there's one more course that you have to take now this course is going to start at 3 30 and it's called maximizing the value of your business and this is by terry kelm from sunbelt franchise sales and resales and this is a course that man we have just been hurting for for a long time and hpba actually went out to find a company like sunbelt that helps businesses get ready to be sold and actually connect them with potential buyers and this is one of the most important things you can do. I mean, the last thing in the world that you want is to work for 30 or 40 years building a business and not be able to sell it because you didn't do the things you needed to make your business attractive to buyers. I mean, it is a shame. You know, you put too much blood, sweat, and tears into your business to just shut the doors or to sell it for the cost of the inventory. I mean, you don't want to do that. So maximizing the value of your business is going to be an important class. And I would say, if you're here with other people from your company, I would bring them into this. I mean, any class that can start to get team members thinking like business owners is going to be critical for their growth. I want to read this, this description here. With the baby boomers starting to exit their businesses, the market for selling a business is set to become very crowded over the next several years. Building your business to stand out in that crowded market is financially prudent. Join Terry Kelm, president of Sunbelt Resales, for an informative, no-nonsense session on building a sellable business, including the attributes that buyers want when they evaluate potential business purchases. Whether you're thinking about selling today or down the road, this information will be valuable. I couldn't agree more than that. And honestly, now is the time to think about it. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, then it's not too late. But thinking about it now is what is going to ultimately set you up for success. Because if you think about this, if you're trying to sell your business, what's the number one thing that's needed? Your business needs to be able to run without you. Period. That's it, right? If you are contingent on your business succeeding, then your business is worth $0 because you're in it. So when you leave, the business doesn't function. So you need to build a series of systems and processes and hire people that can do the jobs in the company so that as you step away, the business can continue to operate profitably. This is something that any buyer is looking for and taking a course like this is going to be critical for helping you get started. Now, this is going to take you to the end of Friday, and man, it seems like we're going so fast, but honestly, like this is a lot. I mean, by the end of the day on Friday, you'll have gone to a course on professional service and installation, how to turn those into profit centers. You'll have had another hour-long intentional meeting with one of your suppliers. You've taken a course on basic productivity, time management skills, and just general prioritization. 
you know, you either walked around the showroom for a couple hours or you went to this first course on preparing the next generation of leaders in your family business. Now, that's the non-financial side. You've hit the outdoor burn area for two hours where you've gotten training from Louisiana Grill on how to do effective grill demos. And then lastly, you took a course from Terry Kelm on maximizing the value of your business as you're getting ready to potentially sell. So what's next? Well, after that is the Vesta Awards. So this starts at 4.45. Don't quote me on this, but I think that they serve wine here. But this is where they're giving out awards for all of the new and innovative products. Now, sometimes the Vesta Awards can be boring. <laughs> I'm just laying my cards on the table that that has happened. But you know what? Find a group of people that you like and just hang out as a social hour, and I guarantee you're going to see some cool stuff. So the Vesta Awards are going to go from about 4.45 until 6 p.m., and they're going to be a fun time. Now, after that dinner with a supplier, right? So you went out last night with maybe your top supplier, find another supplier and go to an intentional dinner with them. And I would just follow the same model, right? Talk one specific business objective. So this means that before the trade show, you're going to have to think about what's a business objective. And you know, there's not many times where you get face-to-face time away from your business and away from their business to interact. And this is where deals can happen. So if you think about this, say that you're working with a supplier and you really want to get a special net pricing on maybe a high volume product or something that you have a competitive advantage with and you really want this to happen. Well, this is the time to do it, right? When suppliers are coming to these trade shows, they want to work with you. And as a retailer, you're away from your business. You've got time to think. I mean, this is when you can be creative and you can put your heads together with your suppliers for a win-win scenario that's going to move the needle. And I'd argue that it's actually really tough for this stuff to happen outside of an event like this. So go out and have fun. I mean, this is going to be the last night in New Orleans. It's an amazing city. There's going to be people from our industry all over the place. Go have a good time. Obviously, stay safe, but yeah, go enjoy yourself. So after this, guys, Saturday morning rolls around. And at this point, there has been a loaded trade show. I mean, just looking back at the agenda that I've got here in front of me, there's a lot of items on it. And this is what I would recommend before getting ready to fly out. I would take anybody from your company out to breakfast and I would have a two-hour working breakfast. Honestly, starting at 8.30 a.m. means you can't be out too late the night before. But I'd have a two-hour working breakfast all around what are we going to implement. So at this point, in the last three days, you've had multiple meetings with your top suppliers, at least five. You've gone through eight courses minimum on how to grow your business. You've had two intentional dinners with your suppliers where you're talking objectives and you've had three nights to unwind and just have a great time. There's a lot to talk about to rein back in now that you're going back to your business. So here's my advice for that. Now, I'm going to assume that as you've gone through these classes, you've been taking notes on things that you can implement and how this could work in your business, and this is where it's time to bring out the notepads and start actually having arguments with other people from your company about what's the best objective here, because the truth of the matter is that you cannot go out and do 50 things, right? You know, when you go to these courses, there's going to be amazing things you can do, but you only have so much time in the day, you only have so much bandwidth, and you only have so much change that the people in your company can handle at every single stage. So with that in mind, I mean, I'm a big fan of three. So like go to this breakfast and I would think about what are the three things that we are going to implement from this? No more. What are the three things? 
and pick them and then start talking about what does that look like? Talk with the team members that are there about who's going to do this, who's going to do this, how are we going to make this happen? Do we need a scoreboard for this? Do we need a meeting? What's it going to take in order to have this in place and when's the deadline for when we roll it out? You know, having a two-hour breakfast like that is a great way to put a bow on the trade show to where you're on the same page leaving. You don't just have a head full of ideas where none of them amount to anything. Now, I would keep a secondary list, and this is just something that I do personally, is I would keep a secondary list of all the 50 or 100 things that you want to do but are not in that top three. Because the beauty of this is that once you've knocked out those top three, well, now you can go to this list and you can figure out, okay, what's my next three? What's my next three? What's my next three? But I think that having a working breakfast like that is going to focus your energy going back into your business. Because if we think about it, you're going back into your business in the middle of March. And at that point, the busy season has probably started to die off. And if your company is like mine, you might be in a little bit of a lull before things really start to ramp up again. And this is the time to go to work intentionally so that your business can be better and more profitable when the busy season comes again. One of the things that I found is that in the heart of the busy season, like it is right now, People get crazy and they don't work on their businesses because they're doing everything they can just to hold on to the reins. And that's not totally bad. I mean, when it's all hands on deck, it's all hands on deck. But the problem is that very often people get so burned out by those three to four months of craziness that they honestly just sleep through the rest of the year until it happens again. And, you know, maybe they make just enough money to be barely profitable or they break even and they do it year after year after year. And all of a sudden they wake up. They're getting ready to retire. They've got nothing to sell, right? You want to go to work in the downtime to invest into your business, building infrastructure and systems and processes and growing team members and leaders so that when it comes to that busy season, you're ready to make more hay while the sun is shining. I mean, it's really, really important that you do that. So after that working breakfast, I'd recommend that you fly home. I mean, I know that the trade show is open on Saturday for me personally, I don't go. I mean, I feel like at this point, when we look back through everything we did, man, it's been a packed show and I've got enough information in my head to go back and do what I need in the business. So that's the point where you could fly home. Now, for me personally, I'm staying a couple extra days with my wife. We figure we're in New Orleans. I mean, I live in Portland, Oregon, so we're three quarters of the way across the country. We may as well take some time and just hang out and see the city. So if you want to use this as an extended vacation, you know, by all means do that. But honestly, I think that you've invested Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday so intentionally. You've wrapped it up with an amazing breakfast on Saturday where you're really going back with clear objectives regarding what are we going to implement and how are we going to do it. I think it's time to go home with a clear conscience and feel like you won that trade show. So I hope this has been helpful for you. And if you guys want, you can send me an email. My email address is tim at itsfiretime.com and I'll send you a copy of this agenda. I mean, I think that attacking the trade show with intentionality like this is something that will set you up to win. I mean, I've seen businesses that have been transformed by a half million dollars in one year just by attacking the trade show intentionally and putting into practice the things that they learned there. So my hope is that you're able with this to take control of the trade show to be able to approach it in a new way that you haven't. And honestly, if you're a distributor or a manufacturer listening to this, even though this is retailer focused, my hope is that you attack the trade show the same way. We didn't get into this and really talk about it, but the truth is a lot of manufacturers don't attack the trade show with the same type of ferocity. So I hope that you can do that so that you can make the most out of it. You can connect with your dealers. You can sell more products than ever and create happier customers as well. 
All right. Now, I hope that was helpful. I know it was a lot, and that might seem like a packed agenda, but honestly, that will set your trade show apart and put you in a position to win rather than just going through the motions for another year and complaining that the trade show is not valuable. So I hope that that gives you some insight and I'm excited to see what it does for you. Now, I realize that it's hard when I'm reading off of this agenda that I've got and you're listening to it. So if you want a copy of this agenda, go ahead and shoot me over an email. Like I mentioned earlier in the episode, my email is tim at itsfiretime.com. That's tim at itsfiretime.com. If you email me, I'll send that right over to you. Now, we are going to keep this outro short. I feel like you already listened to a lot of me in this episode and you already got my thoughts on the trade show. But before I sign off, there's something that I want to point out. And and this really goes beyond the trade show. And, and frankly, it's been one of the key messages in this entire podcast is that intentionality wins every time. It really does. It doesn't matter what aspect of life or business it is, intentionality wins. You know, you think about that Zig Ziglar quote, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. Go back to Tim Rethlick. We talked about this back in season two when we went through the seven habits of highly effective salespeople. Habit number one, be proactive. If you're someone that is intentional with what you're doing, you think about what you want to do, you set an objective and you intentionally go after it, chances are you're going to win, even if it ends up turning out a little bit different than you thought. So with that in mind, I hope this episode was helpful for you. I can't wait to see how this transforms your trade show, whether you're a manufacturer or a retailer. I think that there's something that you can take away from this and I hope you guys have an amazing rest of the week. Thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast. To learn more, visit the website itsfiretime.com. Music from this episode was written and recorded by In Bloom out of Portland, Oregon. We thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. We'll see you next time.